1: And good evening to you wherever you may be in the world. Welcome to the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Pastor Mike Douglas with you, along with our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and our faithful prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, with us as well, Al Ramsey, and uh, tonight Elaine, and we'll introduce you uh, folks to him in just a couple of minutes, uh, an old friend, well, not old friend, a long-time friend, <laughs> he started he's already. looking at me Look saying, is the old stuff, long-time uh, <laughs> friend, uh, Dave Shackelford, and uh, he and I had the uh, pleasure of pastoring together for quite a few years, and um, now Dave is the uh, uh, CEO, the Executive Director of Christian Berets and we're going to be talking about the history of that wonderful ministry and what's happening and uh, the vision for the future in just a couple of minutes. By the way, uh, many thanks to those of you uh, in Modesto who uh, joined us, uh, Greater True Light. Wasn't that uh, We had a great time awesome. Sunday morning. and. Yes. Uh, just uh, wonderful to be with uh, Vilton and, and Carl and yes. our, our good friends there. And uh, this next Sunday, we'll be at Sherwood Bible Church.
2: We're just all over the and,
1: place. And uh, Ross Bryles will be there to make sure that we don't totally destroy his congregation. <laughs> oh. uh, but anyway, it'll be a great time. Looking forward to that. Right now, let's check in with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs.
2: What will people be when they-
1: Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with the story of another real-life Jesus freak. 500 years ago, the only legal Bible is
3: in Latin. But William Tyndale has a vision to bring God's Word to all the people. Working in secret, he translates and prints thousands of New Testaments.
1: Soon, Christians all across England finally understand they can have a personal relationship with God. But thousands are executed just for owning one of these books. Tyndale also is hunted down, and his last words are a prayer. Lord, open the king of England's eyes. God honors that prayer, and within three years, the king orders William Tyndale's Bibles to be finished and placed in every church in England.
2: How do you respond to the voice of the martyrs? Go online to persecution.com.
1: And back with you here on Lighthouse Live. Again, a special welcome to those of you joining us internationally. Uh, New listener, by the way, in South America. Right. I cannot pronounce the name of the city that you're not even, from, but not even uh, close? great to not even close. But mm-hmm. great to have you with us, uh, joining us here on uh, on Lighthouse Live. Let's check in now with our friend Brad Dakis and the Pacific Justice Institute.
2: It's time for the Legal Edge: a look at
3: your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. And now with a look at what's happening on the legal front, the president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Brad
2: The anti-traditional marriage groups are mustering every argument they can invent to convince the seven California Supreme Court justices that Proposition 8 should be overturned. Now, a broad coalition of more than 50 unions claims that the two million workers it represents favors homosexual marriage. It is arrogant and simply not true that union members are in monolithic agreement supporting homosexual marriage. Well, Pacific Justice Institute urges any union worker who wishes to divert the entire amount of their union Dues to a charity instead to contact PJI at PJI.org. I'm Brad dakis To find out more about the Legal Edge, call 916 857 6900 or log on at PacificJustice.org.
1: You know, I was in government for some 25 years, and in the, in the disciplines I was in, you had to be part of the union. Mm. I didn't know until I was out of government that. Even though I objected to some ways that that the union was using my dues, I didn't know that I had a voice in that. Hmm. And you may not know, uh, know that either. So we encourage you to contact the Pacific Justice Institute if you don't like what your union is doing with your union dues. Give Brad a call. You can call him toll free at one Nine one two nine, or again, they have an excellent excellent website at PacificJustice dot org. Let's
0: take a look at some opportunities to serve with the Volunteer Center of the United Way, their lend a hand list, the American Red Cross with their twenty sixth annual CPR Saturday. Coming up, it takes place on Saturday, uh, make that March 7th. Did I say September? I did. I started to say that, didn't I? Well, it's
1: kind of like the Twilight Zone theme going here. <laughs> me, 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 yeah, me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all at sites in Turlock, Patterson, Oakdale, and Modesto. And they've thrown in additional site just for you in Modesto. Uh, they're going to provide all classes in Spanish there. The event is open to the public ages 8 and up, under 12, accompanied by paying adult. Uh, classes begin every hour on the hour between 8 and 2. Volunteers ages 14 years and up are needed to prior uh, to the actual event to help coordinate uh, activities and process registrations and the day of the event at all sites to help with cleanup, uh, set volunteer registration, check-in, correct written test, clean mannequins, staff first aid booth, etc. <laughs> Don't blow up the mannequins like we know someone has been known to, but anyway. Yeah, I had the uh, distinction okay. of
1: blowing up recessive Annie, you know. Just, is, did you I ever broke, hear this I broke story, risk, did you ever hear that story? No, and I'm afraid to ask anything <laughs> about it, Michael. Well, I, I was actually, I was 14, and I, I had just joined the Law Enforcement Explorers in, in Pasadena. And uh I was, you know, a hardcore <laughs> trumpet player at that time. You know, I mean, lots of lung power. And so, anyway, <laughs> I had missed the the training on the academy day for CPR, so I had to go make it up at at one of the local Pasadena <laughs> fire departments. So I walk in there, and and the guy lays out Rosetta Annie, and he goes through, you know, what you're supposed to do, and and he says, now, when you do this, don't be afraid to give her a, you know, big big breath there, you know. Hold the nose, you know. He was showing me how to do that. So I said, "Okay." So I took this big trumpet breath, and I went, <laughs> <laughs> and her lungs burst. And this fire department, this fireman's looking at me like, "What is wrong with you, kid?" You know. So he says, "Do me a favor." He says, "If I go down, don't give me CPR." You know? So anyway, that was. Uh, and
3: Don't you ever come back, <laughs> and don't you ever come back. <laughs> So needless Uh, to say, Pastor
0: Mike's not allowed at the American Red Cross. They try to keep
1: recess (laughs) Annie away from me. (laughs) And everybody else. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs)
0: these certified CPR instructors are especially encouraged to volunteer. (laughs) And flexible volunteerships are available as well. You know, they're celebrating 92 years of providing services to the residents right. of uh, Stansaw County, American Red Cross, providing relief to victims of disaster, and they helping pr- to prevent, prepare for, and respond to emergencies, uh, providing the emergency communication link between military and their families, and conduct safety and first aid classes for the community. So we would just... Uh, Encourage everyone but Mike to show <laughs> 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 Cafistrano Elementary School, where you can help youth succeed with the after-school education and safety program. Uh, volunteers are needed to assist students with recreational and sports activities, arts and crafts, projects and reading and math tutoring, homework assistance, uh, weekdays between 2 and 6. Uh, interested individuals should be at least 14 years of age. Enjoy working with youth, be able to read, write, and speak English, and have math skills at the 8th grade level. Uh, bilingual individuals are especially encouraged to volunteer and high school students. Volunteers are welcome. Uh, first, T of Modesto. If you happen to be a golfer, I don't know, Dave may be a, That's a golfer. That's a great This program, would be, be a great yeah. thing to uh, get involved with, tee it up with time, and be a positive influence in the lives of youth ages 7 to 17 with the Learning Life Skills Through Golf program. Uh, the program offer uh, offers life skills instructions, clinics, rounds of golfs, Uh, and outings to benefit over 3,000 Stanislaw County area youth each year. Uh, Volunteers interact with kids during icebreaker skills games, Uh, accompany youth playing nine holes of golf, teach specific golf skills focused for that day, help out with skill testing, and participate in wrap-up games. No special skills are needed, and it is not necessary to know how to play golf. That's
1: oh, right down my alley there. Here you go. I for uh that.
0: if you're interested, uh volunteers are asked to attend one of the following program orientation trainings. I uh, see they have one on Wednesday, uh, February 11th. Um that's coming up very shortly, or Thursday, February 19th, uh, 5.30 to 7.30 in the evening. Saturday, February uh, 21st is another one, or Saturday, March 14th. All trainings will be held in Modesto. Volunteers must be at least 18 years of age, and again, complete a background uh, check. The mission of First Tee of Modesto is to impact the lives of young people by providing learning facilities uh, and educational programs that promote character development and life, and Enhancing Values Through the Game of Golf. And, you know, it's those relational aspects that we talk so much about and uh, very, very important. So we just encourage you, if any of these uh, ideas and uh, opportunities to volunteer appeal to you, contact Barbara Borba. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113 or email her, she's at bborba at org. She'd be happy to hear from you, or you can give us a call here at 544-9571. That's 209-544-9571. We'd be happy to uh, answer any questions that you might have uh, as well. We need volunteers to sign up, to register, to participate in the Stanislaus County full-scale pandemic influenza exercise taking place on April 16th of this year, this brand new year. Uh, this is uh, an exercise drill in preparedness. It's going to take place out at Johansson High School. It's on a Thursday, starts at seven in the morning, and it goes until five p.m. And if you're interested in uh, just acting out this drama, as it were, uh, contact me here at five four four nine five seven one. We'll get you registered. You might want to participate in just playing the part of a patient with the flu, and uh, it's very very easy. Um, Mr. Al can do the pain in the neck and all sorts of pains everywhere. You no, know, really, but, is fun. You know, it is going to those be those full-scale
1: exercises are a lot of fun, and and they do need mm-hmm. victims to play the roles because the, the the purpose of this is for the county to find out where the holes are in its response plan, yes. and so it helps to have real bodies. I mean, <clears throat> not dead, you know. I, Thank you for le- that. But playing sometimes <laughs> yes. halfway dead. And, and getting anyway, and enough people have the flu right now. They probably don't need you to pretend. Definitely. But uh, it uh, it really is a, a a possible scenario here that our hospital system could be overrun during a pandemic flu uh, epidemic. And so this is a great way to help the county prepare for that.
0: So again, give us a call here because we do need several volunteers. And you want in, the uh, flu,
3: Dave? We can.
0: Uh... <laughs> he just looks like Dave he's says, just I don't dying think so. to as get As it. long
3: as you're not going to try and revive me. <laughs> and <participate. laughs>
0: Good one, good one. Well, you know, tonight's uh, guest is no stranger to Lighthouse Live, and uh, he may keep strange company. That's for (laughs) sure. And we will... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the
1: guy who had the office next door to him was really kind of bizarre for a couple of years. But we're glad,
0: Dave, that you did keep strange company, we won't (laughs) mention any names like Pastor Michael, but we won't go there. But Dave, it is great to have you back with us. Thank you.
3: Well, Elaine and Michael, it's awesome to be here.
0: (laughs) Uh, we're going to have
3: some fun tonight. We've you already been laughing. It's just great are. to sit and talk with you guys tonight. And really? I'm thankful for the opportunity to share my heart tonight yeah, with our oh, listeners. We Always good.
0: So glad. And, you know, now that we are here uh, coming up celebrating this week. Valentine's Day. Can we just take this opportunity to wish you and your new bride uh, congratulations and we're just happy for you. You bet, and, you and, bet. I'd like and, to
3: give a shout out oh, dude, to, to, please. to Carrie Shackleford Yay. down Amen. in Clovis, California. All right. Amen. Yeah. Good deal. Well Dave, a uh, new
1: chapter in your life uh, taking uh, over the reins of Christian berets and before we jump into where where God's leading you in the vision for the future and stuff. Bring us, uh, especially those around the world who may not be familiar with Christian Berets, take us back about 40 years and tell us about how it was created, why it was created,
3: and and why the name Christian Berets. Okay, okay. Well, you know, it's been uh, my privilege for the past three years. We've been in existence for almost 40 years, but the past three years, it's been my privilege to serve as uh, the team leader, to walk point, as a team leader of Christian Berets. It's a Bible-based, Christ-honoring, non-denominational, compassionate ministry to people with special needs. And I've been asked more than once, why the name Christian Mm Berets? And, uh, you know, as as a pastor in the area for 15-plus years, I used to slip and say, hey, you ever heard of Green Berets? Green Berets, (laughs) yeah. I did that more than (laughs) once as a pastor. Only once Mm -hmm. as a team leader at Christian Berets have I slipped. And I felt so bad. But really, our founder back in 1970, Don Crooker, had a vision for an elite team to come alongside, much like the Green Berets, uh, and, and to to care for people's special needs. No weapons, uh, nothing like that, but come alongside with compassion mm. to care for people's special needs.
0: And what kind of special needs, Dave, are we talking about?
3: A- any kind of special need. I mean, mm. you name it. As long as we can uh, care for that individual, and they don't require uh, 24-7 care by a single nurse, uh, they can be involved in our ministries here in the Valley and up in the Sierras.
0: And lots of people have special needs.
3: Uh, Lots of people. Lots of people.
1: You know, I I would imagine that many times it's a hidden population, you know, that uh, people aren't exactly aware of resources that may be uh, available, especially Within the context of a wonderful Christian ministry as as uh, right. uh, Christian brays obviously is by uh, if nothing else by its name, um, t- take us back a little bit and uh, you know talk about the founding of the camp up okay. there, and i know okay. you got an office here in modesto we but do. you got a wonderful place out there in in, uh, in the mountains and uh, just a, a wonderful place for kids yeah. to
3: have fun and enjoy god's creation that's right as, as you know michael our ministry office is located right here in modesto california smack dab in the middle of the central valley halfway between sacramento and fresno and, and the folks that we minister to here in the valley come from the area, you know, within driving distance. But in terms of our summer camps, they come from all over the place. Nice We've had guests centric. from Southern California, yeah. wow. the Bay Area, yeah, Sacramento, Fresno, up in the Sierras, all over the place. And you talked about disabilities. Uh, you know, I think we all have a disability or two. And some folks with special needs, they have a visible disability. Then there are others who have an invisible disability. Uh, And so we minister to to anybody, really, uh, bottom line.
0: Do you find, Dave, that people don't know how to or are reluctant to help people with disabilities and and maybe need to be coached or learn how to interact with people with those disabilities? I think folks are
3: nervous. Mm -hmm. I think some are fearful. They're hesitant mm-hmm. and i think it just takes time and experience i remember the first time i was around some in a wheelchair years and years ago i was nervous mm-hmm. i didn't know how to uh h- how to interact what to do how to be respectful and now um you know through the years as a pastor and the last three years as a team leader it's just it's just uh, uh connecting with yes, that individual yes. as you would anybody else Absolutely. being respectful uh, in terms of the wheelchair or whatever but just love on them, uh, yes. care for them, reach out, touch them, hang out with them. So, But, it you know, it just takes some time, and, and you get comfortable, you get confident. And, and people with special needs, they bond quickly. Mm. They know if yeah, you're real. They know if you're authentic. They know if you care. Yes. And they will connect. Yes. They will touch you. A lot of laughter, a lot of joy mm. in the hearts and lives of people with special needs in spite of their challenges.
0: I had you know. that same experience driving school bus with children with special needs. Yeah. That same experience. Yeah. yeah.
3: You know, you asked the question about how this ministry got put together. And really, in a nutshell, our ministry was launched 40 years ago. And uh, it was launched as a ministry of compassion to bridge into the lives of people special needs. Bottom line, to introduce them to Jesus Christ mm-hmm. as their Savior. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure that our listeners are wondering exactly how did it happen. Back in 1970, God prompted one man with a vision to start a camp ministry to people with special needs. And then one year later, 1971, God prompted a family, a very generous, affluent family with a passion for establishing a a Christian camp in the Sierras to nurture a friendship with us as a ministry. And that was marked by more than 24 years of sacrifice and generosity with the goal of enabling Christian to to buy and develop 46 acres of wilderness wow. up in the Sierra. So it was a process over the course of two decades. One man with a vision starts the ministry, a family comes alongside and helps us purchase land and ultimately build some buildings up there. And that's where we do our summer camps and our weekend retreats for people with special needs. Talk about God compassion. put it together. Yeah. yeah. God is a, is a God with a heart of compassion. The man with the, the vision, Don Crooker, and the family uh, with the generosity. Uh, God put it all together, and he caused the ministry of Christian Berets you know, I would imagine thinking back uh, 40 years ago,
1: you know, we, we have come a long ways in uh, adapting to people who are differently abled in, in the workplace, in school, uh, in churches even. So I would imagine going back 40 years that this was probably <clears throat> not just within the Christian community, but period, this was probably a, a pretty cutting-edge idea. Wouldn't you say so at at, at that time?
3: You know, I've been told by my friend Don Crooker, the founder, that uh, Christian Berets back in the 70s was the cutting edge ministry Uh, in terms of people's special needs. mm -hmm. There were nobody else was doing it. Don had a vision and the Worth family had uh, the land and we put it together here in the valley and up on the mountain. Uh, because nobody was doing it. Local churches weren't doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the community had some things going. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we were unique back in the 70s. Now there's camps all over the nation. Uh, but back then it was rather unique. Yeah, and, and we learned in those days, I'm told, how to operate a Christian camp for people with special needs. And at the start it was very rustic. Actually it was on a different acreage. It was very rustic in the first days. Now it's, uh, it's, it's pretty trick. Pretty trick. And what a legacy
0: because I'm sure after all these years, you're seeing generations come down through these camps, are you not?
3: You know, I was amazed when I became the team leader to discover that we have hosted guests up at our Whispering Pines Conference Retreat Center for the summer camps from the ages of 5 to 80. Wow. Mm -hmm. I was blown away. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, they're in different weeks, but can you imagine that spectrum? Uh, I've got a friend named Randy. He's been coming to our camp for almost 20 years. And so, yeah, Yeah. a lot of our guests are repeats. Mm -hmm. They come back year after year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Randy went as an adolescent. He's a young man today. Mm -hmm. So God is using uh, Whispering Pines and the ministry Christmas Rays to make a difference in the lives of people. Dave, what kind of reaction do you
1: get from the parents, uh, especially those who are uh, young people, I would imagine that this is kind of a breath of fresh air for them to have a, a resource that's uh, Christ-focused. I mean that that's got to be, uh, um, they got to be pretty jazzed at home with what you have to
3: offer. They they really are. Uh, the the parents I talk to are excited. They're thankful. Uh, they're optimistic. They're hopeful. They can't believe that there's a a, a camp that they can send their uh, loved one to. Uh, Some of the camps five days, others eight days, some ten days, and and they're just blown away. Uh, Two summers ago, a a young man named Ryan, 16 years old at the time, autism, came to our summer camp. First time his family had a vacation in his lifetime. They had never vacationed without Ryan for 16 years. Now, they love Ryan, but they never had a break. There was no respite. And so, one of the many things we do in tandem to, to sharing the gospel and helping our guests grow spiritually is we give a break, respite, vacation time to family to caregivers. Boy, that is much needed, isn't it? It really the is. Rest for the caregiver. It really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the mom, the dad, without a, a child with special needs, does not understand the demanding nature mm-hmm. of that kind of parenting role. It's a twenty-four-seven. It really is. Thing. No breaks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when our guests come up to our uh, conference retreat center, uh, our counselors have no break either mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but they have that guest for five days for ten days, and the guest goes home. Mom and dad uh, oftentimes this loved one was born into the family with a special need mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. may live with them yes. in that home. For the rest of their lives. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So there definitely is a need for that respite. There's a great time, need for bet. that respite. Yes, yeah. yes.
1: You know, and, and I think that that opportunity to provide the day-in-day-out challenges that uh, uh, the rest of us would want as as kids is, is so unique and so necessary. You know, we were talking uh, today, we have uh, uh, two men that work with us. They're in their 70s, and they they schlep furniture to serve the Lord. I mean, they pick up furniture from uh, volunteers and they deliver it to people who are in need. And, and they brought on a new guy, Dan the Man, uh, a couple of months ago. And Dan schleps the furniture along with him and he carries the furniture upstairs and lifts and loads. And, and Dan is blind. Mm. And you wouldn't know it, you know, except for the fact he's wearing dark glasses or or maybe if you watch him very carefully. But you wouldn't know that he's blind and watching him work, you know. And I, I think one of the special opportunities we have within the kingdom is to do ministry regardless of what our uh, our abilities are and to be able to offer uh, these kids and, and young adults and adults the opportunity to do what everybody else does has got to be just a,
3: a wonderful God gift to them. You know, it, it really is. And when we're up at Whispering Pines, uh, doing our summer camps, weekend retreats, uh, our guests get to enjoy the wilderness. We actually have trails that are prepared for wheelchairs. We take our guests on, on small hikes. Uh, we've got uh, large teepees in the back where they can uh, sleep wow. during travel camp. Uh, we do crafts outside, have the forest rangers come, uh, water games, go to the lake. I mean, just the different activities we do at summer camp or we can retreat, we try to provide for our guests with special needs, and of course, they they um, participate at their level of ability but you know what people with special needs can do a lot of different things absolutely you know they really can so we try and afford them that opportunity to have a fun time in the wilderness but bottom line so they hear about jesus that's
0: right and and the people who volunteer dave let's talk about the people who are there during the camp times and and the the family reunion times and that are on on the grounds uh, on staff helping out what what are they like
3: Well, I I think one word describes them the best, compassionate. Mm. Mm. Whether they Mm. are paid staff or volunteers during the camp or the retreat, uh, they are are marked by compassion. Yes. Uh, We we have uh, uh, several directors. We have our kitchen and maintenance staff. We have our our camp counselors, and they are, uh, the camp counselors in particular are doing 24-7. So we actually pay our, our camp counselors. They're usually high school, college, young adult, and, and we work them hard. But, but really, uh, whether they're volunteer or paid, uh, what, what thrills me is to watch them demonstrate, live out compassion for people
0: and you can always use more right
3: absolutely yeah. absolutely every summer we employ 25 to 30 camp counselors wow. we're constantly looking for new people uh we we right now we have uh uh 5 of the 25 uh, folks who have identified hey i want to serve this summer and, and this time it's it, these these 5 that we have right now uh signed up to counsel in the summer they heard about us word of mouth a friend told them about us and they say, Hey, I want to, I want to wow. do that. Sounds like a, an awesome camp. I want to help this summer. You know,
1: that, that takes a special servant. Uh, I, I would think. And, and, is there a common profile in terms of, uh, their compassion for the differently abled? What, what do you find in terms of a, maybe a common
3: thread amongst those uh, counselors? You know, I really have not identified a common thread outside Mm. the fact they have a compassionate heart because different personalities, different skills, different experiences, family life, all of that. They're they're all unique. Now, we have some counselors through the years who just have excelled because they, they definitely have. Uh, a, a focus on people's special needs. God's just burned a desire in them mm-hmm. to serve and make mm-hmm. a difference. Uh, I think of one of my friends, uh, Adria. I watched her grow up as a little girl. She's a, a junior at Biola College in Southern California mm-hmm. now. Uh, she counseled with us for two summers, and she already knew coming to us, she wanted to enter a career uh, caring for people's special needs. Uh-huh. So she's gone to Biola and major in the area of communication designed to help people's special needs uh, within that circle of communication. Wow. So she came to serve at our <clears throat> camp and, and knowing that she's going to have a career uh, serving people's special needs. Now, if young people are interested, do you provide training, special training for them? What What are you looking for? We do. We, we, Just... uh, right before camp starts, we have a rather intense boot camp. We call it Counselor Training Week. Mm-hmm. For five days, uh, we train our guests. Uh, we, there's classroom time. There's rec field time. Uh we are are very intentional, very deliberate, uh, very specific and academic in terms of preparing them so that they're not just uh connected with some of the special needs. They have some uh, some training. They they've been equipped. They know what to do in different situations, they know how to do a wheelchair transfer. They know how to, to help shower and bathe the individual. They know how to assist uh, with eating. And each of our guests are, are unique and different in terms of what they can do and can't do, what they can eat and what they can't eat, uh, just their hygiene, uh, taking care of them. So uh, our, um, our counselors have to know how to care for each of their guests. And, and usually um, uh, we will have one counselor with maybe three guests, uh, if if the guest has uh, severe disabilities, it'll be one-on-one, sometimes one-on-two. Uh, usually one-on-three is our average. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we put our, our seasoned counselors, our returnees, our vets, with uh, those who maybe have a more severe disability because they they uh, know exactly what to do. And, and I just, summer after summer, we watch our counselors hit the ball of the park, mm-hmm. demonstrating compassion, but then caring with excellence.
0: What's the farthest away someone has traveled to come to the camp?
3: In terms of uh, a guest? Uh You know, I want to just ballpark 100 miles. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You probably have a lot of those who return year after year. Absolutely, year after year. Wonderful place to come because it's fun, it's enjoyable, and and have a great time.
3: In fact, uh, that last day at camp when we depart, there are many tears. Mm, Because uh, the Mm. counselors and the guests alike know that camp is over and and it's going to be a while before I come back. You bet. They have a great time.
0: Well, we've got lots more to share and I'll tell you what, as we lead up and contemplate this week, Valentine's Day, David Crowder Band sings about a whole different kind of love. And our response to it. Let's listen. Surely we can change on Lighthouse Life.
2: And the problem is this. So
0: David Crowder bound. Surely we can change.
1: You know, Dave. Before we go on, because we want to talk about uh, where the camp is located uh, physically, so people kind of have an idea geographically where it is, and some of the programs and uh, and uh, some of those uh, some of those details. But we were we were just talking about the issue of compassion and. And how the whole idea was born out of compassion and and those uh, camp counselors that you have, that's the... Um, that's the common thread that they have is just uh, a heartfelt uh, desire to serve. And uh, Todd, let's talk a little bit about the biblical basis for that and and, uh, how you see uh, God really roll that out in real time
3: at Christian Berets. Okay. You know, I like to read from Matthew chapter 9 in a minute, but Mm -hmm. uh, the thing I like to stress to people is that day after day, we aim to demonstrate compassion, to live it out uh, to people around us, whether they are differently abled People's special needs, who are typically able, awesome. um, we, we want to reflect the love and grace uh, of our Savior to people. And, and when I have looked at the scriptures, I'm just blown away by the compassion of our Savior. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other day, I was looking again at Matthew chapter nine, verses uh, 35 to the the end of the chapter there, and I wondered what before this uh, section in Jesus' life happened. What was he doing? And over the course of about 24 hours, Michael, I was struck by what uh, Jesus was doing. He he had exhibited tireless compassion as our Savior and Shepherd in and out of the crowds with people. He bumped into people left and right, large crowds, individuals. uh, And I asked myself the question, what did he do? And so I got a piece of paper and I I scribbled through it and I was amazed at how many people's special needs he touched Mm -hmm. before this section on compassion. He touched and he healed an ostracized, pain-stricken man who had leprosy, an untouchable. He spoke and he healed a paralyzed servant of a military leader without even seeing him. Didn't even go to the guy's house. Mm. In a spoken word, he healed him. He touched and healed a friend's sick mother-in-law who had a high fever. Imagine that. Healing your your, your sick mother in law. Just teasing. Just teasing. <laughs> he oh, here come he, the cards and letters, he, he, letters now. Oh man, man. we ahead. are in trouble now. Forward
0: no. them all to you. Uh, <laughs> I I love my mother and I love my mother in law. Absolutely. So Praise I, God. Um,
3: I take that one back. (laughs) That one slipped out. Uh, Jesus healed and freed many people who were harassed by demons. Mm -hmm. He calmed a hurricane storm in a boat with his friends. He healed two violent men who had disabilities. He healed another paralyzed man, revived a dead little girl, and he healed a woman who was suffering from a critical bleeding condition in the span of 24 hours. And then Matthew writes this about Jesus. He's been traveling with Jesus from town to town. And Matthew writes, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. Wouldn't it be awesome if we could heal Mm. uh, people's special needs? Mm. Our Savior can. We can't. We can care for them. Verse 36, When he saw the crowds... He had compassion on them. He was moved deep in his gut, is what that word compassion means. Why? Because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And then he shared some words of instruction uh, to his disciples to pray and to go and, and, to, and to serve. Um, I'm just blown away by the compassioners of our Savior. And so we seek to model uh, what our Savior exhibited with individuals, with crowds, that is to have that compassion, that deep in the gut feeling for people, identifying with with who they are, what they're feeling, what they're experiencing, whether it's emotional, physical, psychological, mental, it doesn't matter. He Jesus wants us connected. to
0: he wants us to have that same type of compassion, doesn't he? Dan? He really he does. does.
3: And
1: and you were mentioning the reaction of the differently abled uh, when when they know when you truly have compassion. Uh, or, or Or when you 're faking it, you know right. I mean the, they, they, do. They, know. they know and uh, we we had the privilege of of uh, speaking at michael wright 's church, turlock community Fellowship, and uh, probably fifty percent of his his congregation is developmentally dis- disabled and but what a joy it is to hear all that off tune singing <laughs> you know because i mean really it's joyful noise and it 's just raw being about God. And about uh, Jesus yeah. and and their love for Him, and it really is uh, neat to see that that uh, I just call it that raw interaction, you know, yeah. between the That's so true the lover of God and, and and their Savior. And I would imagine you see that many times. Absolutely,
3: over. you yeah. know, Michael. When I look when I watch our staff, one word marks them: compassion. Mm-hmm. When I watch our guests, people special needs, one word marks them as well: joy. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now there's yes. some there are... Their special need is so severe that, you know, maybe they don't radiate joy. But by and large, people's special needs radiate joy. It's true worship. Particularly when they have trusted Christ as their Savior.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: Um, now, orient us geographically. Mm-hmm. Where exactly is Whispering Pines? And, okay. you know, where
1: Where's the camp located?
3: In well, California? our ministry office is located in Modesto, halfway between Fresno and Sacramento. We do a number of ministries to people with special needs in the valley, but about 60 miles east of Modesto. Uh, we own and operate a full-service year-round conference retreat center we have named at Whispering Pines on 46 acres at the elevation of about 4,800 feet. Wow. So it's about 60 miles due east of Modesto. And So when it's really cold and wet, I bet you get a little snow up there, don't we you? We do. In fact, <laughs> I I was, talking to, I was talking to my friend Brian, who is our conference retreat center director this morning? He got seven inches of snow last night. Wow more snow oh, is on the way as we speak
1: and that's something
0: that 's a welcoming thing right now well so
1: before we go on uh, and i 'm sure people have have questions and they're thinking, how can I get a hold of you or how can I uh, you know connect with Christian brays? Uh, let me give you a phone number friends two oh nine five two four seven nine Nine three. that's 209-524-7993, and the website is christianberets.org, that's christianberets.org, and you also have a website for the, uh, the camp as well, right, uh, Dave, gowhisperingpines.org? That's right. Gowhisperingpines.org. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit uh, about, you have this wonderful site that, that God has provided now over the years, and uh, tell us a little
3: bit about some of the special stuff that goes on there during the summer. Well, during the summer, we have uh, six weeks of summer camps, mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, ha- have worship, we have crafts, we go to the lake for a day, we uh, we have crazy, wacky water games out on the recreational field, we okay. do Special Olympics, we go on hikes, uh, we have a number of presenters come in and, and share uh, chalk talks, drawings, uh, we'll have forest rangers, uh, Smokey the Bear, uh, parents come in, uh, we do puppets. Anything you can think of that uh, uh, your child might do at camp, we try and do that. And we, we try and involve every one of our guests with, with special needs. Um, Which forest are you part of There, is there? Is Stanislaw County. Stanislaw County, I yes. Guess. We do
0: pontoon oh, right. boat rides.
3: At the, at the lake, we yeah. rent uh, three or four pontoon boats. and We go up to the lake on Wednesdays. Uh, we transport our guests up to the lake. It's about 20 miles east of the camp. And we'll rent the boats. We have a picnic lunch in there at, around Pinecrest Lake.
0: Check this out, a Christian uh, motorcycle club.
3: On, well, we, we do the lake on Wednesday, picnic lunch, boat rides, fishing. We come back and we have dinner. After dinner, we've got about... Uh, ten uh, Christian motorcyclists that come in uh, on these loud motorcycles. This is and so cool. they got to love that. And <laughs> uh, that. They'll come in. They'll shut their engines down, let the bikes cool, and after dinner and dessert, our guests come out, and they sit on the motorcycles, and Whoa. they get their photos taken oh. <laughs> as many times as they want with whomever, uh, a big highlight. In fact, Lake Day and, and the Motorcycle Club is a highlight of the camp. Amen. So,
1: Well, the past three years, uh, you've also had the opportunity to uh, look at some uh, new vision and some upgrades and that sort of thing. Let's talk about what's happening now and maybe uh, some vision for the future.
3: You know, uh, through the years, people have given uh, designated dollars to Christian Marais and uh, the uh, The first wife of Don Crooker, our founder, she mm-hmm. passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was promoted to heaven, and so folks gave memorial gifts and money's been set aside in honor of Helen Crooker to build an outdoor amphitheater and, and right now we 're drawing up plans, getting ready to go to county pretty soon, hoping to uh, build that amphitheater soon a hundred person amphitheater wow. Out, mm-hmm. outdoors in the woods uh platform uh, with lighting, sound, uh, terrace seating, just uh, grass and dirt, a special walkway to get our guests down into the amphitheater in wheelchairs. So we want to build an amphitheater as soon as we can. We have the pennies set aside to build that through the generosity of God's people. And and then secondly, we want to expand and remodel the director's residence. Brian and Laura and April live up there Mm year-round, and we'd like to provide a larger home for them. Uh, and so we have dollars that people have designated for that as well, and so we have a chunk of change set aside for that, and they are uh, neat people they are, are awesome they neat people, people? Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah they are awesome people, um, you know and, and by remodeling that director 's residence, we will enlarge the bed capacity of our two lodges from uh, up to a hundred beds, which will be significant for us.
1: Now, you, uh, when these camps are not happening, though, uh, at least you have in the past, uh, ministries have had the opportunity to rent space up there, like if they want to do a retreat or,
3: or something along that order. Is that uh, still something that you're doing? Absolutely. Um, our summer camps uh, are for six weeks in the summer. That's for people special needs. A week of training of our counselors. We have three to five specialty weekend retreats for people special needs. And then the rest of the year uh, is open to anybody. We have uh, uh, churches come up there, uh, executives for training, uh, children, students, men, women, uh, any, any group can come up and can have a retreat or uh, any kind of a group meeting. Um, we have large family reunions this august we have a family that's coming over 100 people and their family will come wow. for a 4-day family reunion wow. so uh, we have uh, bible camps we have uh, men's retreats women's retreats uh, student ministry retreats family reunions and, and the cool thing about that is it gives us a platform to minister to these people plus uh, the rental fees goes right back into the ministry uh, so that we can do what God's called us to do, and that's make a difference in the lives of people with special needs. Well, let's talk about
1: the future. Looking down the road uh, a year or two, uh, what are some uh,
3: some new things that you would see like uh, like to see happen? Well, you know, uh, we would love to uh, uh, host Bible conferences. We'd like to get some Bible teachers to come up several times a year, and, and we would like to be the host site for a Bible conference where uh, families, uh, couples, men and women would come and, and they'd hear the Word of God taught, maybe for a weekend, for a whole week. Uh, we'd like to, uh, uh, to just see that begin to happen.
0: Like a uh, couples conference sort of?
3: A men's conference, or? women's conference, couples conference, and then just pure Bible teaching. Hmm. Um, we, we'd like to have that kind of a ministry in the Sierras. Well, and what's nice is it's not a ter-
1: <clears throat> not a terribly long drive. No, you know, I mean, we're we're not talking you know hours away or anything. It's a, it's a fairly short drive, reasonably short, and <laughs> uh, very accessible, and a, a great way uh, not only to to find a place for your venue, but also for uh, um, you know people to support what you're doing by, by by the rental fees as well.
3: You know, we we put up a new sign uh, over a year ago, and it's amazing how many people. Just pull into our driveway and come up for an impromptu, spontaneous site visit. And then call Brian in the next few weeks or months and book an event with us. It is they, gorgeous. They see the sign yes, on the yes. highway wow. and they contact us. So. so they
0: can just pop in and say, Absolutely. hey, we want to As long as the gate's him. not locked, they're more <laughs> than welcome. <laughs> so. Gorgeous. And partnership, Dave, is so important, isn't it, to a ministry? It really you is. You bet. It really yes. is.
1: Now in today 's economy, and all of us nonprofits are you know facing uh, belt tightening uh, times and all of that and that that kind of goes across the board. What kind of needs do you have right now at, at Christian Berets that? Uh, maybe people could think about, pray about in, in terms of meeting. I appreciate
3: the opportunity to share a bit about that. Mm-hmm. You know, local churches and and ministry nonprofits around the nation, around the world, mm-hmm. are struggling right now. I There's bet. been a decline in donations. Mm-hmm. And for us specifically, we, we welcome gifts to the general fund. That's what makes our ministry go. Uh, pays staff, keeps the lights on. Bottom line, makes our camps and retreats happen. And the ministries we do in the Valley um, but we, we've we swung out on faith again this year, and we are hoping uh, to sponsor 35-plus uh, campers, special needs people this summer. We don't have enough pennies set aside for 35. Right. We have enough dollars to to uh, scholarship 12 people. So we've swung on faith. And so if folks wanted to give uh, toward this ministry, that would be a great way mm-hmm. to write a check for a, a summer camp. Scholarship. A full scholarship is seven hundred and seventy-five dollars, and then we do halves, and we do two hundred, we do a hundred. We we try and help as many people come to camp, and, and so a lot of people there they are on financial difficulty, and yes. they rely on a scholarship from our ministry to go to camp. So last year we scholarship thirty-six people um, through the generosity of God's people. We hope to. Uh, scholarship 35 plus this year we are committed right now to 35 people without the funds in the bank but uh, the Lord will bring it in I'm confident and we're praying that way folks can pray alongside of us Uh, I would love for God to raise up uh, two experienced grant writers Uh, we, we need some folks to help us write grants I'm trying to learn how to write grants but I need some help and so if there's somebody out there who has experience I would love to talk with them. There's an art to that, isn't there? There really is. <laughs> a lot <laughs> and of a patience lot of to that and, and, and a, lot it, of,
0: yeah. a lot of things to that. <laughs> I mean, it's a
3: technical operation. It, it takes time, attention to detail, and, and a lot of follow-up. So, Dave, if um, we
0: have a couple of grant writers listening right now, how would they best contact you?
3: I, I think the phone number would be the way okay. to contact us, uh, area code 209-524-7993. And ask for Dave Shackle for it. Okay. I'd love to talk with him.
0: And again, yeah. all, all the prayer support is very welcomed and, and the financial Absolutely. donations. And, and people, can, can they give online as well? You know, we,
3: uh, <laughs> uh, they can't give online right now. Okay. In the past, that was possible. Right now, there, there's, some, there's a glitch on okay. our website. All right. uh, but that has, has something in the past. Um, we talk about pennies, you know, mm-hmm. but really what we need is prayer. We need prayer power uh, from God's people. That would be the number one request. Friends of the ministry to give generously and regularly. Uh, So prayer, finances, gifts, and kind. Uh, We would love to receive uh, a a new Dell computer for our our summer camp intern, Sam. Mm. Uh, He's got an older computer right now he's using. I'd love to put a new computer on his desk. Um, And we would love to replace our old 15-passenger uh, van with a wheelchair lift yeah. with a newer mm-hmm. used van. We've got two vans. One is on its last leg. And so we'd love to replace it with a newer used 15-passenger van equipped with a wheelchair lift. Those are a few practical needs along with the great need for prayer support and regular financial giving.
1: Well, again, friends, if you'd like to contact uh, Dave and, and Christian Berets, phone number is 209 524 79 That's 209-524-7993. And you can write them at Christian Brays, 1317 Oakdale Road. That's 1317 Oakdale Road, Suite 320-320, Modesto, California, 95355. And again, the website, christianbrays.org. Dave, we got about three minutes left or so. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about how people can pray for you. And uh, for Christian Berets and and for your upcoming schedule and uh, just some uh, general ways that people can lift you up and and support you just just through
3: bringing you up before the Lord. Okay, you know, um, I think uh, the number one uh, need for us as ministry leaders, as counselors, whatever we do on behalf of the Lord. Uh, is that we would have a close walk with the Lord. Mm. So you could Mm -hmm. pray for anybody connected to our ministry that they would walk closely with God. They spend time in God's word, time in prayer, uh, fellowship with God's people, that they would grow spiritually in the grace and knowledge of our Savior. Mm. I have a friend, she's been praying for me for almost 25 years. Mm. I have another friend, she's been praying for me for about uh, 19 years every day. And I just the first time I heard about these two women who pray for me, one for about 25, one for 18 years. I just was blown away. So humbled. So we appreciate we rely on the prayer support of people that know uh, how to get on their knees and and pray. Uh, So pray for our staff. Uh, pray for our friends of the ministry not so much that they'd be generous with their pocketbook but that they would grow spiritually Mm -hmm. i believe that when we grow spiritually uh, god causes a revolution in generosity in a lot of different ways and not just with our pocketbooks but with our our time schedule in a lot of different ways Uh, pray for the people we serve uh, these folks with with special needs that they would find jesus uh, as savior that they would grow spiritually uh, pray for opportunities to host all kinds of groups at Whispering Pines, uh, to, uh, to do uh, the weekly Bible study we do here in the Valley, the two clubs, uh, the 40-person choir. There's a number of local ministries that operate week in and week out, along with what happens up at Whispering Pines.
0: Well, Dave Shackelford, we just want to thank you for being with us tonight, and uh, we definitely will keep you in prayer. Uh, pray without ceasing. That's as right. always, you bet. Thank well, you, dear, Michael. Thank
3: you, Elaine.
0: Absolutely. Great to have you back. Thank you for listening, dear friends, wherever you happen to be. We thank you, and tune in again next time. May God continue to bless you as you reach out and love others as you love yourselves.
2: He brought me to